Halloween. Mystery lurks around every corner. Bundle up with Disney Plus and Hulu. What are you scared of? The dark. It's spine-tingling fun on Disney Plus with Haunted Mansion and Goosebumps. I'm going to need you to spread the word. Then feel the bone-chilling terror on Hulu with the Boogeyman and American Horror Story Delegate. Something's happening to me. The Disney Bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus. All of these and more streaming this month. Plans starting at $9.99 a month. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. From supply. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, let's try this again. Let's see if it actually works this time, huh? Mic check one, two. All right, let's try this again. Oh, there it is. All right. Let's go. Let's go. You see it right there. It's the off-season part two, baby. What's going on? Welcome to Shark City and Filter, the official podcast of Shark City Hockey, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, not only is it part two of the off-season, but it's part two of this stream. I don't know what happened earlier for those of you who are watching, but it's all good. We're going to do it round two. All right. Um, check it out. Here's the lineup for today. We are going to be talking about quickly jumping into some of the news with the uh, whole rookie face-off tournament that's going to go down in a month. We are also going to talk about Patrick Marlowe's number being retired again. Got some good news here to drop. Shark City Hockey celebrating its fifth anniversary, so we'll touch up on that in um, just a little bit as well. And then we're going to conclude this evening's stream with reaction to the Athletics contract efficiency grade that they gave to San Jose Sharks. Uh, spoiler alert, they gave us a D+. So we'll jump into that, and I'll give my thoughts and reactions. All that ahead of us here on Shark City Unfiltered. Okay, what's up, everybody? It's um, been a slow news week, right? Not much going on. A lot of hypotheticals, a lot of uh, rumors. You know, a lot of a lot of just fillers, essentially. You know, as we await more hockey action. Seriously, I know we just seen the prospect scrimmage just a few weeks ago, but that just seems like a distant memory at this point. So eager to see these uh, prospects suited up until once again and, you know, take on the prospects of some of our rivals. So let's jump right into that. Okay, so the 2023 rookie face-off, the 2023 rookie face-off, my bad. If you guys are looking the video version of this, I got to react really quick. Okay, so before I get into all this, what is going on with this freaking logo? The 2023 Rookie Face-Off logo. Um, obviously, they're being hosted by our rivals, the Vegas Golden Knights. So, of course, 
it's going to be in theme with their primary colors. But really, you're going to color the Sharks logo gold and black as well? Oh, okay. I just had to say that. The other thing I have to say is, really? Really, Vegas? They're going to put the Sharks logo right underneath their logo out of all the teams. Anyways, so that got me feeling some type of weight. It really did. Still does. All right, so let's go into it. Um, the Sharks will play in the 2023 Rookie Faceoff Tournament. We are still awaiting the Sharks to announce the roster for these prospects, by the way. We'll see uh, when that drops. But uh, they're headed to Nevada to take part in the 2023 Rookie Faceoff Tournament. It's a four-day event. It will take place in both Las Vegas and in Henderson at the City National Arena. I believe that's the Golden Knights headquarters. And the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Um, obviously... It's the same, you know, this is like an annual event. So we got the same, um, essentially the same opponents, the Anaheim Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, the Colorado Avalanche, the Los Angeles Kings, and the Vegas Golden Knights will all have their prospects competing against, you know, hopefully we'll see, you know, we'll see if uh, Will Smith, Quentin Musty. Obviously, I, I really hope to see Luca Cagione in the lineup as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a fun time. We are almost, we are on the cusp of hockey season, Sharks fans. So, um, Per the NHL.com, here's the game schedule for Sharks prospects the weekend of September 15th of 2023. The Sharks prospects will compete on Friday, Saturday, and Monday against the Kings, the uh, Golden Knights, and the Coyotes. So uh, Friday, September 15th, the San Jose Sharks prospects will take on the Los Angeles Kings prospects. It's a 1 p.m. face-off Pacific time. Um, that's going down in Vegas. Um, the next day on Saturday, September 16th, they will be taking on the Golden Knight prospects in Henderson at a 7 p.m. Pacific time face-off. And they'll have Sunday off, but that Monday they'll conclude the event against the Arizona Coyotes for a very early morning, uh, some very early morning action, 10 a.m., and that is going to be going down um, in Vegas as well. So, hey, Sharks fans, if you're especially if you're right here in the Bay Area, right, that's, that's, that's doable. That's a drive. That's a four-day weekend of just some great, hockey action to future sharks right so there's a great opportunity to you know um you know, book a summer vacation book a trip you know um not advocating to go essentially you know to the desert to vegas i'm just simply saying if you want to go catch the sharks before uh, they drop the puck here at the shark tank in september um preseason you could do it right there september 15th the weekend you know leading up to it essentially um so yeah i'm excited i really am um not excited about that color. <laughs> For those of you who are watching um, on the video, you can see it. If you're watching on um, YouTube and Facebook, by all means, uh, you can interact with the show. You can drop a comment and, you know, we can talk Sharks hockey. Um, and if you're watching on Twitter, then uh, by all means, you know, just chill and enjoy the show or on X now, pardon me. Um but for those of you listening to the uh, the audio version of this, then go check out the um, the logo for the 2023 Rookie Faceoff. They got the sharks in the gold and black. I cannot stand it. Anyways, uh, moving on now, moving forward here. Uh, Patrick Marlowe is going to get his jersey retired again. That's right. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but Patrick Marlowe is going to have his jersey retired by the Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL. So congratulations to Patrick Marlowe, man. Um, another accomplishment on his way to the San Jose Sports Hall of Fame, right? Um, so this is all going down November 3rd. If you didn't get a chance to see Marlowe's jersey get raised to the Raptors of the Shark Tank, 
this past February, November 3rd. Seattle isn't that far from where we're at here in the Bay or in Cali in general. If you want to take a drive or fly. But uh, November 3rd in Seattle, the Seattle Thunderbirds junior hockey team will retire the number 12 that was formerly worn by Patrick Marlowe. Uh, Marlowe will be uh, honored during the Thunderbirds and Spokane Chiefs game again November 3rd if you want to be in attendance. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Marlowe spent two years with the Thunderbirds. He scored 83 goals, 199 points over the um, 1995, 96, and 96, 97 seasons. And uh, he actually helped Seattle reach the 1997 WHL Championship Series. Uh, that same season, he finished third in scoring uh, in the league with uh, 125 points, 51 goals, 74 assists. Uh, Marlowe was named to the WHL West Division first All-Star team in 1997. And that summer, he was selected second overall by the San Jose Sharks in the 97 NHL entry draft. Uh, during the WHL's 50th anniversary season, Back in 2015-16, Marlowe was named one of the top 50 WHL players of all time. So Marlowe will become the second player in Seattle Thunderbirds history to have his number retired, joining Glenn Goodall, who wears number 10, uh, that was retired back in the 90s, or 1990 to be exact. So yeah, congratulations to Patrick Marlowe. Um, I mean, what what else can be said? This guy is a living legend, and happy to have him still here. You know, playing a role as a development coach with the um, you know Sounds of Sharks organization. While we're in a celebratory mood, um, want to just say this really quick: Shark City Hockey is excited and proud to announce the commencement of our fifth anniversary season. Um, I just want to say a very special thank you to all of our social media followers, to guests on this podcast, and of course. All of our fellow San Jose Sharks fans, um, thank you for your unwavering support over the years. Um, I'm not going to go too much into a spiel on this uh, portion of the show. I want to save this for a little later on in the season. I've got another show, special show lined up for that. But essentially just wanted to say a very special thank you, Hockey Podcast Network, for inviting us to be a part of their family back in November of 2022. And a very gracious thank you to the San Jose Sharks organization for uh, you know, granting us access to Sharks prospects, players, and without the sounds of Sharks, Shark City Hockey would have never surfaced. Uh, so with that being said, um, there's the fifth anniversary logo. Uh, check it out on our social media. It's now our primary um, profile um, picture. For those of you listening to the podcast version, you'll see that it's inspired by the sounds of Sharks fifth anniversary logo. They had the Roman numeral five. We have a Roman numeral five with the primary color being Pacific Till. And, um, you know, there's just some more great history and, um, you know, some details. Um, you can find this. I'll have it linked up at the end of the live stream on the YouTube and Facebook channels and in the podcast description. But uh, I'll leave the link. You can find it again on our X feed now, I guess. No longer Twitter. Um, and, of course, you'll find it at SharkCityHockey.com. Um, but, yeah, uh, very excited to announce uh, the commencement of our fifth anniversary, anniversary season. Have some special shows lined up um, this season, 2023-24, uh, you know, doing some special things, some giveaways, et cetera. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, and, of course, to stay on top of that, follow us across the board on social media at Shark City Hockey. All right. Um, you know what? We've been talking for about a good uh, 10 minutes or so. I think it's a good time to take – a quick break. This show is brought to you by DraftKings and Raycon this um, month. So get a quick word in from our sponsors. And when we come back, we are going to react. We are going to react to the athletics grading of the San Jose Sharks. 
Uh, we'll be right back right here on Shark City Unfiltered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. Or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, in West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charles Town Races, in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opting required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. We all have our own soundtrack for the summer, and I listen to mine on my Raycon wireless earbuds. When I'm walking my puppy or simply retreating to my room to get away from the fam, I'm doing so with my Raycon wireless earbuds. Now I can list a dozen reasons why I love my Raycon wireless earbuds, but I'll share a few. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including 8 hours of playtime. They come with custom gel tips making the in-ear fit so comfortable. But what feels better than that is they start at half the price of other premium audio brands but they sound just as good. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Shark City Unfiltered listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Welcome back to another edition of Shark City Unfiltered. Live Wednesday evening edition here, getting together a little bit later than we typically do here in Sharks territory, but it's all good. Um, I know it's been a slow news week, but that won't prevent us from getting together and talking about anything related to the Sounds of Sharks. So with that being said, um, The Athletic released its NHL contract efficiency rankings at the end of July, just a couple of days ago. And um, to no one's surprise in Sharks territory, no respect was put on San Jose's name. Uh, so let's... Um, you know, let's dive into this whole thing here really quick first. You know, we'll conclude this episode with this whole uh, this whole article here. Um, let's dive into the contract grades first, huh? And then we'll see what their base model was for reference. And then I'll conclude with some of my reactions to all of this. All right, so the contract grades. Overall, sounds like Sharks are graded D-plus for contract efficiency by The Athletic. I know what some of you are thinking out there. Does the athletic even cover the sharks anymore? I was <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but but in all seriousness, um according to Athletic, you know, the the best contract in San Jose belongs to Anthony Duclair, graded a B plus, inked by general manager Mike Greer this summer. The Duke of San Jose has a one year three million dollar hit to the cap space with a model value at 5.5 million. San Jose's surplus is Two and a half million dollars. So in layman's terms, Duclair should be making 5.5 mil. Greer inked them at 3 million. The Sharks saved 2.5 mil this season. Then there's his probability of actually playing up to his contract at 74%. Uh, Nathan Duclair is projected to have a great season in San Jose. Uh, so on the other side of the shark bitten hockey stick lies Mark Edward Vlasic, getting some shade thrown his way without a doubt being labeled 
as uh, having the Sharks' worst contract. And again, this result is because his contract exceeds what he is valued at based on the athletics model. Okay, so let's jump into that really quick. Um, the athletics goal apparently was to grade contracts empirically with, and I quote, okay, it is a quote exactly from them, empirically with the same context being applied to each player across the league. All right, so the question being asked here is how much value does each player bring to the table and how likely will they provide positive value over the life of the contract? All right, um, this all might seem like some dry, stale numbers. I'm not an advanced stat guy myself, so I'm just going to kind of speed through this. I'll leave a link to this in the podcast podcast description and on the video descriptions as well so you could dive into the details uh, further do your own research and homework but essentially to wrap this whole thing up they measured each player's value based on the percentage of our cap hit percentage uh the player's age which apparently is um you know it fluctuates based on whatever curve they're placed on uh, that's being explained essentially with status quo younger players improve and hold their value older players you know do not to wrap it up right really quick and plainly or generically um you know other factors including cap space and future projections are involved so again if you want to dive deeper into the details you can do so later and i'll add a link to the article in the show's description so let's look at what the model says what each player's salary range should be on their position and role and then maybe we could kind of understand what they're trying to say you know in terms of sharks players um so based off this model if you are a franchise forward, you are making an average of $11.3 million a year. If you're making 14.1 or anything within that range, you're essentially being paid too much according to this model. That's very high compensation. If you're making 9.3 or below, then you're not being compensated enough um, as a franchise forward. On the other side of that, on the blue line of franchise defensemen, 8.9 would be considered a low compensation, while the average is 10.3. For reference, Eric Carlson is 11.5. Is he a franchise defenseman? Not at his age, obviously. And that's where age does play a factor in this. Not to say that if you're 30 or above, it automatically means you're going to stop being as, uh, you're going to have less progression or less production as you would if you're younger. But I mean, it's just the facts. If he's, you know, in his 30s, he's not going to be considered a franchise defenseman, right? Okay. So back to the point. Um, you know, franchise defensemen, if they're making 8.9, 10.3, uh, 8.9 is low, 10.3 it's average, and 12.2 is very high. Um, so I think this is where the athletic kind of muddied the waters and sharks territory to get past all that and to get to my point. If you look at the model value of each sharks player and compare it to where they land in, you know, terms of salary range, if you reference this model, you know, in their role, you know, whether it's franchise. Uh, forward, top line forward, top six, etc. Uh, you know, um, I really think that you'll notice in some cases they are highly undervaluing a lot of our guys here. Um, so obviously when you look at this, the first thing is you're going to see is Logan Couture and Tomas Hurdle are valued as their contract grade overall is D+. I mean, I think that's absurd. That's pretty absurd. Um, again, this is all pretty much based off of what the model value of the athletics is, you know, computing, I guess that's the best way to say it. And they are saying that Logan Couture will start with the captain. All right. Who's apparently supposed to have, you know, the, has the worst or one of the worst contracts, you know, for the sharks forward, according to the athletic, 
the loan couture is valued at 5.2 million a year. Well, if that's the case, now you tell me what you all agree if you all agree with this notion or not out there. Because I know depending on what platform um, you've seen this article at, um, you get different reactions. Um, sometimes they swing heavily in one opinion, um, depending on the platform that you're on, right? Whatever social media platform you're on. So if you want to interact, if you want to, um, you know, share your opinion, do so live by leaving a comment, or you know, uh, drop a comment in uh, in the YouTube or Facebook after the show. Uh, so again, this is where I think they muddy the waters. They got Logan Couture valued at 5.2 million. So essentially, what you're trying to say is that Logan Couture is being? I mean, obviously, he's a top six forward that goes out of doubt, but they're saying that he's being paid essentially near like like he's being almost being overcompensated as a top six forward all right and they're saying that because he makes eight million a year right so if you're seeing the surplus of 11.1 million that's because in their projection they're thinking he should be making 5.2 every year for four years anyways um so what is that saying they're essentially saying that low and couture is in our franchise forward that's because the age is playing into the factor, of course. Um, but I would argue and say, well, he got this deal because that's exactly what he was. Logan Chor is one of the best players in San Jose Sharks history, one of the best to put on that jersey. So um, I think to put his role essentially as being like a um, an overvalued top six forward is a little bit um, kind of like, not, that's just straight like cap. It really is. No pun intended being the captain. Um, the lone couture in his role with the Sounds of Sharks definitely is aligned with top line forward. I know he's been utilized, you know, up and down, you know, um, the, the the top three lines lately. You know, I mean, fluctuating. I understand that. But in my opinion, he's definitely a top line forward. So that being said, you know, $8 million. Yeah, it is on the higher, um, you know, the higher tier for a top line forward. But when you look at the league average based off the athletics model of 7.5 for a top line forward, well, then he's he's making what he deserves. That's what I'm trying to get at. And the same could be applied to Tomash Hurdle. You know, the other the other thing about this model where they muddy the waters is they are not taking into account any of the uh, you know, anything that was done prior to the season. They're simply trying to evaluate, you know, if the players will live up to their value. So moving on from forwards to defensemen so we can wrap up this program because this would be a very casual, unfiltered episode today. Let's talk about defense. Let's talk about Mark Edward Vlasic. That right there is just some straight-up disrespect, okay? The value of $0.8 million, what they're essentially saying is that Mark Edward Vlasic doesn't even belong on the main roster because they have a third-pair defenseman as being a low-compensation that that value being 1.5 mil. So they're saying that he has a value of 0.8 million. You're saying that he doesn't belong on, on an NHL roster. You're tripping. <laughs> Anyways, um, I know a lot of you out there in Sharks territory might feel some type of way about pickles. A lot of it might have to be because of what you're hearing or reading on social media, especially during the last few seasons. Last few seasons, you know, missing the playoffs consecutively. You start to like, you know, put a lot of these bigger contracts under the microscope, right? Um, obviously, the biggest contract is is uh, Eric Carlson on the defensive line, you know, $11.5 million a year. But, you know, he lived up to that this season without a doubt. Um, 
But look at that. They value him at 8.7. If there's anything on here that I think is pretty accurate, it's where they have Eric Carlson. But of course, because, you know, that's pretty much all they really <laughs> they've been talking about lately. But I'll, I'll, I'll hold back a little bit. Um, you know, he's 8.7 million, right? So what they're essentially saying is that, again, he's a top pair defenseman. He's not a franchise defenseman. He's getting overcompensated as a top pair defenseman, right? So that kind of makes sense, that that model. I'll agree with that. But the, the Mark Edward Vlasic putting him along the lines with Mario Ferraro, you know what I'm saying, and, and Radim Shimmick. I think Radim Shimmick and Mario Ferraro, in my opinion, you know, um, you know, I think that they're going to have – first of all, I think Mario Ferraro is going to have a great comeback season. Just I just want to say that first and foremost. But second, um, I would think – in my opinion, you know, that those two players, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, like, um, you know, take shots or whatever. I'm just simply sharing my opinion. I would think that they would in, have a little bit more to have to, like, uh, play up to than Mark Edward Vlasic. I think Mark Edward Vlasic is pretty solid. And it's quite obvious that, you know, Mike Greer, it's quite obvious how Mike Greer feels about him, right? He was there present his first year during draft day and so on. Um, so, to wrap up this whole thing, all right, the way I feel about this is is really a few things, three things, all right? Number one is we, you know, when it comes to advanced stats and analytics, um, we like to really pick and choose which ones we want to embrace and which ones we want to, like, kind of dismiss. And that's fine to each your own. But the way I feel about advanced stats and analytics in general is you we either need to embrace them, like all of them, right? Because, you know, if... If you're going to open up, if you're going to be open to, you know, one of these models and you have to essentially try to take consideration all the other ones, right? Because that's what it is, right? It's supposed to be advanced. That's Anyways, let me digress. So we either embrace all of them or we we just get rid of them all together. We just dump them all because, you know, I know people argue in favor of them, but honestly, I don't think they do anything for the game except on the ownership level when you're trying to evaluate what a player, um, you know, what you try to evaluate what, to pay a player or what they may hypothetically be worth. Right. I think it's a little nonsense. Um, the other thing is um, the other underlying story here that I think many fans may be missing out on is um, the contracts prior to Mike Greer's arrival, the ones that are inked prior to general manager Mike Greer's arrival are working against the sounds of sharks. While the deals that Mike Greer handled himself are better offered a team. Or some of you fans want, want to put out there, this is another way of saying that all of Doug Wilson's deals are literally sinking the Sharks. I'm not going to go that far because, again, I'm going to support my guys until regardless. Um, but, uh, well, okay. Let me say this. You know, I'm going to call it as it is, but you can see that there's a lot of problems with this uh, with this mod- module in, in, in terms of how it pertains to the Sharks. But um, let, me, let me just get back to the point here. Um, it's pretty obvious, right? So that, um, you know, the, the deals that are best for the Sharks are the ones that Mike Greer is handling himself. So I'm not presenting this information to you to cause an uproar to make it seem as if the Sharks players are horrible, nor am I trying to insinuate that um, the players are not being compensated or being overcompensated, rather. And um, I'm just purely and simply trying to present some more and even perhaps subtle evidence of the progression that Mike Greer is making as we approach his second year as a general manager of the Sharks. That being that he is slowly finessing the cap, all right, the salary cap. Uh, the Athletic ranked the Sharks 28 out of 32 uh, in comparison to last season when the Sharks were ranked 31st overall in contract efficiency. So um, 
again, it's um, not a knock to the Sharks. I just um, simply trying to say that I think that it's pretty obvious if there's anything to take out of this is that Mike Greer is doing a great job in freeing up some cap space. And, um, you know, the people he are, the people he is, pardon me, bringing on board, the people he is bringing on board are, um, you know, the contracts that they're signing are very favorable for the team. Um, so last thing I want to just point out is it's also pretty telling and not that any of us in Sharks territory need a graphs or stats to convey this, that this is going to have to be like a bring it season for a lot of these guys, right? Couture, Ferraro, Vlasic. Um, so, um, you know, the conversation, the conversation may shift toward, you know, um, you know, if, if these trends continue with the results and the production, you know, it might start to shift like how we're seeing with Eric Carlson being, will these guys finish their contracts with the Sharks? Um, you know, that's a conversation that's kind of already started happening, but that's because it's a dry news week. All right. So with that being said, um, I think we're going to wrap up that segment. Thank you to everybody who's been enjoying the episode, uh, whether you dropped in live or, you know, you've been uh, catching it afterwards. Um, I am Aaron James, and that has been the uh, 15th installment of Shark City Unfiltered. Uh, don't forget to follow us across the board on social media at Shark City Hockey. Uh, don't forget to give us a like. Don't forget to subscribe. You know, give us a follow. It helps us grow the uh, the channel. And thank you to everybody who has been following us and supporting. Thank you for your unwavering support over the last five years, or four, or going on five years now. Pardon me. Uh, with that being said, um, have a very special guest lined up for us um, for Friday evening. So the best way to not miss out on our shows is again to follow us and turn on the notifications. And um, yeah, until next time, let's go Sharks! All right, everybody. Y'all enjoy the rest of your evening.